What if we, the members of the Cool Moms Club, decided to change it to the Kind Moms Club? Whether you're wearing Vans or driving one, whether you're baking bread or just trying to make some on the side, whether your crafts involve pipe cleaners or beer, you're welcome here. Let's stop giving advice that no one actually asked for and start giving encouragement. Let's let mom's mom and mother's mother and lift each other up while we rock this motherhood thing together. So you're a cool mom, huh? Well, are you down to be a part of Kind Moms Club? Hey mamas, welcome in. Today's episode is one that I knew from the start when I had the idea for this podcast that this was going to be one of my first few episodes. So let's get right into this. People say the wildest things to women about pregnancy and motherhood. And it is so insane to me that it is 2024 and we live in the world that we do and people just continue to do and say these things. Like, it's mind-blowing. So I have several of my own because, like I said, when I knew I was going to be doing this podcast, I knew this episode was going to happen. And that's truly from my personal experience. But I am 14 months into being a mom. Let's add nine to that for the pregnancy. So I'm, let's say, two years into this game but also had years prior to that of infertility. And so (laughs) I've just, I feel like I've run quite the gambit of pregnancy comments and motherhood comments. And my daughter is just recently one. So I know I still have a long road ahead of me of this. But first I want to share one of the most recent ones. And this one makes me laugh because... There's a woman in my neighborhood who is so sweet and she has children that are a few years younger than me and none of them have kids yet, but she lets me know often that she's very ready to be a grandmother and she lives by herself with her dog and Kaylee and I see her all the time when we are on walks and I don't know, we got on the topic of organization because we were talking about her garage and I was like, listen, my garage is where all good things go to die because I do have it organized, but it is such an eyesore. And in my mind, I would have a lovely, like super organized storage space as well as like the most aesthetic home gym. And that's just not the case, but it's functional and it is what it is. But she basically, we were talking about the organization in my house. And if you know me personally and you've been to my home, you know that I like things a certain way. And I think I have become a lot more lax in recent years. But I I need things to be neat. I do not thrive in chaos. I need like structure, organization, a system. I need things to be clean. There's nothing dreamier to me in the world than a beautifully cleaned, impeccably organized home, top to bottom, 
start the diffuser with some amazing essential oil blend, pour a glass of wine and like sunlight coming in and just soak up the like beautifulness of that. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty organized to say the least. I like things clean and, but it's like a realistic level. I think I've toned it down a lot. I think my husband would vouch for that. I'm a little more chill than I used to be, but she, this neighbor basically said that when my daughter's more mobile, my organization will go out the window. Now, this woman does not know me, let's be clear. (laughs) But also, my daughter is the most mobile. She is climbing, running, just she's all over the place. Like we're in the throes of her being mobile. And I love it. And we're doing great. Um, I have a system that works. And we're pretty organized. I have a good balance, I think, of like home aesthetic as well as like toy organization that's realistic. Like I need a giant basket to throw things in, that kind of thing. So no, my organization will not be going out the window, but thank you. (laughs) Um, On that same note, one that I, it was actually two people, but one thing that I will never forget as long as I live I had two coworkers that I worked with at my previous job who continuously, I mean, this was multiple occasions, before I was pregnant, when I was struggling to get pregnant, as well as later when I actually was pregnant, that were like, you're not going to work out like this. You're not going to cook dinner and meal prep and all that. You're not going to be doing these things when you have a baby. Like... You're not going to be working out. You're not going to have time to cook dinner multiple nights a week. You're not going to meal prep. You're not going to do the, and I I do actually, I'm doing them. And at the time, my response to them was that those things are a priority in my family and we care about them. So yeah, they're definitely going to look different when I have kids, but they're not just going to magically go away. And that's exactly the case. Some of the other things that people comment on all the time, like as a mom, when your baby needs to be wearing socks or like a hat, and I know that's well-meaning, that usually comes from like elderly people, but actually she doesn't, like we're good. I'm actually got a pretty good gauge on my daughter's like temperature and I take pretty good care of her and she's good, thanks. Um... Sleep while you can was the thing that I got all the time. So, like, a lot of people get, you know, sleep when the baby sleeps. And I think that we've run the gambit on that. Like, where will my toddler be if I have other kids? Like, what will they be doing while I'm sleeping and the baby's sleeping? Or, like, yeah, I would love to sleep when the baby sleeps. I'm also going to work out when the baby works out and I'll cook dinner when the baby cooks dinner and I'll do the laundry when the baby does laundry. Like, that's just not realistic advice. Another big pet peeve of mine, both during pregnancy, when I was in the throes of like newborn life and still now, is this like, you need this because that's what I do or that's what works for my kid. And have we not just realized that 
every single mom and every single baby is different. Like, it's so annoying. You are more than welcome to give suggestions to people when they ask for them. But it's a little obnoxious to just be like, oh, you need this. And that has happened to me so much. And along those same lines, which I'm going to get into some of these, but (laughs) let's just agree to not give parents advice on feeding their children or sleep. Those are the two things that there's no reason you should be advising someone on those things unless they have explicitly asked you. So I feel that way about most things. Like if I share something that I'm doing, something that's working or something that's not working, I'm not asking for other people's input. So like if I share a thing that my daughter and I are doing, or my husband and I are doing this for my daughter, or we got this thing for my daughter, or whatever the case may be. Unless I ask a question, like, hey, we really love this. Do you guys love this too? Or do y'all have something different? I just Let's just agree to just not. Just not. Thank you. Unsolicited advice. But it's not even just advice anymore. I feel like it's like unsolicited anything, your opinions, your advice, your input. Moms are so inundated with this all the time. The internet, social media, people they know, family, friends, like it's so much all the time. You do not need to share things like that with a mom unless they ask for it. Okay. All right. So In order to make this episode as wonderful as possible, I'm going to spend the rest of it sharing some of the stories that um, some of my friends shared with me. So I put out a poll basically on both my Facebook and my Instagram stories. And if you're someone that responds, I love you. Anybody that has an Instagram account can understand how hard it is to grow. And the best thing you can do for your friends is to interact with the things they post in their stories, their polls, their question boxes, their whatever's in there, and to share their stuff. So likes are great, but liking someone's reel versus commenting on it and sharing it is wild. So Take 30 seconds out of your day, and if you have a friend who posts things, go support them. Anyway, thank you to these lovely people who contributed to this, and I'm going to share kind of anonymously um, some of the things that people have said to them. So I basically asked them, what is the weirdest, the worst, or the wildest thing someone said to you, either while you were pregnant or as a mother? So my first one is from a woman who has two girls and she says after having her older daughter, she's pregnant with her second and multiple people are asking or telling her, oh, hopefully this one's a boy so you can be done or I bet you're hoping this is a boy so your family's complete. Can we just get off the you need one of each, you need to have both in your life? (laughs) 
because first of all, for some people, they would love that and they don't get it. But for other people, they don't care. Like we just want healthy babies, you know? It's just, I don't know. It's very annoying. Then another thing, same girl. (laughs) She's always wanted four kids and people have always told her, just wait until you have one. You'll change your mind. She has two to clarify and she still wants four. Um, I don't think we should be commenting on the size of anyone's family, whether that's zero children or 10 children, whatever works best for that family. Let's just leave it at that. Next one comes from a woman with three boys. And she says, when you tell people that your husband's had a vasectomy and they still ask when you're going to have a fourth so you can finally get a girl. Copy paste my previous comments. Why are people so obnoxious? Twofold. First of all, you do not dictate the size of my family, how many children I have, when I'm done having children, etc. And some people truly struggle with that decision. So let's just not. And once again, we don't need both a boy and a girl to have a complete family. All right, next one. I actually don't know. She is mom of, I believe, a boy and a girl but I'm not sure. She definitely has two. She says that her youngest is about to be four months and generally sleeps eight to 10 hours overnight. Her aunt tells her that if her daughter wakes up in the middle of the night to increase her solids during the day, she's four months old to clarify. Both You've hit both the hot topics, feeding your child and your child sleeping. Not your place to comment on either of those unless they ask you a specific question, period. Next one is mom to two adopted children and stepmom to three children. She says uh, she's taking, this was when she only had one of her two adopted children. So her oldest, it's a boy and a random lady at a store, I don't know if it's a grocery store, just a store, a random lady asks her, is that your baby? To which she responds, yes, ma'am, he is. The random lady looks at her confused and says, you had that baby? And she says, "Um, no, he's adopted. And the random lady says, I was about to say, if you had that baby, he wouldn't be so dark. Excuse me. Now, I have a lot of (laughs) experience with this family, so I can laugh at this, but oh my gosh, the audacity of some people. Like, are you for real though? Okay, next one. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about that. Next one, we've got two. Okay, this is mom to a boy and a girl. I was trying to entertain my three-year-old while also holding my three-month-old in the checkout line. My toddler's being silly, jumping and yelling jump. I asked him to be a little more quiet when he's saying jump. And the older lady in front of us, in a very sarcastic tone, says, yes, thank you. I'm going to be hearing jump in my sleep tonight. 
like, ma'am, if that's the biggest problem that you encounter in your day, you are blessed up, okay? And can we just get over the fact that children are allowed to take up space? They are not just meant to be seen and not heard. Kids are humans and they do human things. And, you know, I bet little Betty Sue at the Hobby Lobby that's commenting on this toddler yelling the word jump probably has a Bible verse in her little Facebook thing. I don't know if that's called a bio, but you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, second story, same person. So we've got a boy and a girl. She sees a neighbor for the first time in a few months while she's on a walk. The neighbor says hi to both kids and then (laughs) says, I see you finally lost all that weight. You're usually so fit, but you got so big. And she clarifies that she's five months postpartum with my second. And while I have the respect for the postpartum journey and how different it is for everyone, some people probably do look wonderful at five months postpartum. Some people probably wish their body was a lot different at five months postpartum. But let's just not comment on anyone's body at any point, pre or postpartum. Let's just not comment on how people's bodies look. Okay? Great. Next one. Mom of a daughter who she lost to, I hope I don't butcher this, congenital cystic adenomatoid malformation, or it's CCAM is what it's known as. So she had a daughter who she unfortunately lost to CCAM and she has a son and she shares that she's really sick of people asking her about having a second and her son is her second child. His older sister passed away. That's something that their family has to deal with daily, but she's still a mom of two It's a very special family, and they actually do a phenomenal job, in my opinion, of celebrating both children and teaching their son about his older sister. But I think this is a deeper problem because why are we asking people about having more kids? Just don't do that ever. The woman that commented this went on to share that we have to stop asking women when they're having babies. Some people can't. Some are trying really hard. Some are genetic carriers. Some are going through pregnancy losses. And some people just don't want to and truly could not agree more. There's so much that people carry with them that you don't know. And I am an example of that, as is this woman, as it, there are other people that I've mentioned just since I've been sharing these stories who have walked through many of those situations. Let's just not ask people when they're having kids. Great, thanks. Along those same lines, I had another person reach out who is very young and she hasn't uh, had kids yet. Not sure if she's planning to, didn't ask that question. But her and her husband have been asked multiple times when they're having kids. And I responded back to her to let her know that that was something that I went through for years, both my husband and I. We were the fun aunt and uncle to all of our friends' kids for years and years and years. And we still are, don't get me wrong. But we walked a long journey of 
being that and having people say, you know, it's your turn. When are you guys having kids over and over? And they had no idea that we were struggling with unexplained infertility. So once again, please don't ask people when they're having babies. Thank you. Okay. Last one. This woman has one son. She says when she was pregnant, one of their neighbors, who's a male, she was, she says, maybe halfway through her pregnancy. And um, he asked how far along she was. She told him and he says, wow, you've gotten big quick. You better slow down. You've got a ways to go. Let's just clarify that at no point in life should a man comment on a woman's body. But come on, guys. I know the brain is not functioning the same way as a woman's. But can you honestly tell me you thought it was a good idea to comment on a pregnant woman's body? Like, what's she going to do? Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and slow down the speed of which I'm both myself and my child are gaining weight. I'll get right on that. Like, sir, you knew better. I'm starting to notice some themes with the stories being shared. So I think what we've learned here today is not to comment on women's bodies or what they're doing with them. Let's not ask anyone when they're having kids or when they're having more kids. And let's stop offering unsolicited advice, opinions, thoughts. It's not asked for. It makes people feel overwhelmed, less than. We are all just out here doing the best we can. And like I said before, every mom is different. Every kid is different. The way people choose to parent is in none of your business. And everyone is really just doing the best they can for their family. Something that I really want to encourage by making this podcast and with the community that might be listening to it and interacting with like my content on Instagram, things like that, is to start an epidemic of encouraging other moms We get a lot of comments from the elderly, from men, etc. It comes from family, it comes from friends, strangers, neighbors. It comes from all over. But one thing we can control is how us as moms are treating other moms. Every mom mothers differently and that's okay. There's no one right way to do this. There's no handbook. And every mother as a human being and every child as a human being is different. And I think it's important to encourage each other, even in the differences. We are all doing the best we can for our families. And no one can decide what that is other than you. So let's stop offering unsolicited advice, opinions, and thoughts. And instead, let's offer encouraging words. Let's stop commenting on women's bodies. Let's just tell them they look beautiful or that they're doing amazing, something completely not related to their body. Instead of telling a mom that she must have her hands full, tell her she's doing a great job. 
Tell her how you can tell that she loves her kids so much. Let's take five seconds to think about what we're saying or typing before we say or send it. And let's use uplifting words. And honestly, if they didn't ask and it's not going to put a smile on their face, then just don't say it. I truly believe that the way we change the narrative around how we talk to moms starts with moms. We've got to do a better job as moms of encouraging each other. We see all of these influencers sharing the latest cup that you just have to have or the whitening strips or the greens or whatever it is. And next thing you know, they're all sharing that. And of course, everyone's buying it. So what if we become the influencers, the momfluencers, and we start spreading encouraging words? We start sharing those because then they start sharing them and then they're buying into it. The encouragement, the kindness, that's what we want to spread. We talk a lot about how hard it is to make mom friends. And did you ever think it could start right there by telling a fellow mama how great she's doing? So that's your homework this week. I want you to tell a mom that you see that she's doing a great job or send a message to a mama who posts a picture of something she's doing with her kids and let her know that they're really lucky to have her or that you can tell how much she loves them. Let's start a mom movement of spreading kindness like wildfire and encouraging each other. And in case that homework assignment doesn't make it back to you this week, you're doing a great job, mama. And I'll see you right back here next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Kind Moms Club. If you love the show, leave me a rating and review, follow me on Instagram, and tune in again next week. Talk to you then, mama.